Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, Andrea here. I hope you're doing as good as can be. I have such a wonderful episode for you today. It's a bonus. It's a special. It is basically the webinar that I just hosted for our entire SYKM membership group, but also for, I'm just opening this one up to everyone because I created the new four C's of addiction. And basically it's the four C's of loving someone with an addiction and how you can take your power back. So I thought, you know what, this is a webinar that everybody needs. And I thought I'd put it here onto the podcast. So I cannot thank you enough for showing up week after week, for having the courage to tap back into your power to find the focus on you so that you can, you know, be you, get you back again, because loving someone with an addiction can really suck you into that vortex. So I just want to honor your bravery. And I wanted to provide this emotional first aid kit for you here on the podcast for all you loyal listeners. Now, if you still haven't come over to the website, to the private Facebook group, to even becoming a member, we would love, love, love to have you. There's so much value there. So much support. And we have such a great community of women. Now I say women, we do have men too. And, um, we hope some men will come join the membership as well. You, we don't discriminate here. So we know that in drugs, alcohol addiction does not discriminate either. So we want to make sure that we're supporting everyone who needs the support, who loves someone with an addiction so that you do not feel alone. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into the recorded webinar and it's not live because I wanted to make sure I respected everyone's privacy and I decided just to record it after the webinar and just make it so that it's just the webinar recorded. And, uh, yeah, so I hope you enjoy this. And again, and I'm sending you huge, huge hugs because I know sometimes it's just not nice loving someone with an addiction to say the least. And I think I used to use the hashtag hate drugs. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much. And I hope you enjoy this. Hey there, Andrea Seidel here. I hope you're doing as good as can be. Welcome to the Emotional First Aid webinar. I'm so thrilled to have you here and watching. I know what it's like to love someone with an addiction. I once loved a man so much that fixing him was actually breaking me. So welcome to the SYCAM community. I am the founder and creator of Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. I created a book. I created a podcast. I created a whole platform and membership-based community. And I did this because I 
know what it's like. I've been in the muck of loving someone with an addiction and I do not want to put my struggle to waste. So I knew that I needed to take the resilience training that I have and all the positive psychology postgraduate studies that I have and bring them to a platform that can really help people who are struggling with loving someone with an addiction. It's basically where the science of human flourishing meets the the struggles that come with loving someone with an addiction and merging them together. So I build this whole community because I don't want you to feel like you're drowning anymore. I don't want you to feel like it's hopeless. I don't want you to feel like you're the problem. I know that's how I felt. And I don't want you to feel isolated. I want you to feel community and feel a sense that you're not alone in this. So this is what my whole platform and everything is all about. And especially this webinar, we are going to tap into your healing. We're going to tap into reclaiming your happiness, getting you back. And so that's what this is all about. Letting the sunshine in. It's like, okay, like when you're in the muck of it, it's like, okay, I need real time resilience skills here. And so I created a really fantastic kind of like first aid toolkit that's going to arm you. It's going to be your armor. And I'm so excited to share it with you. But before I do, I want to share this picture. And uh, what it is, is you can see that I'm literally scraping off paint. Now, my addicted loved one decided to take spray paint and spray paint all our window. <clears throat> I just lost my voice. All our windows black. He literally spray painted our windows black and the darkness that came with addiction really is like the darkness that came when he spray painted our windows black. And I can't tell you how bizarre that was to me. It's like, what are we doing? We're spray painting these windows black. But I have to say that when I was out there and I was literally going like this with a razor and, and scraping the glass, making all those crazy sounds. And it doesn't, it makes your teeth do something. It's like chalkboards, nails on the chalkboard. I scraped all that spray paint off the windows and I had shavings all over me. I looked like poo and I was like scraping it, partly crying, partly like, yay. And then I noticed this amazing thing that as the sunlight was coming in and as I was scraping more and more windows and getting more of that darkness off, the sunlight coming in was so healing. And it was almost like I was reclaiming my opportunity to get my sparkle back, reclaiming my opportunity to let the sun shine in my life again. And I so want this for you. I want to help you get your sparkle back, get that sunshine, more light in your life so you can shine brightly, right? You know what? If you have a light and you turn it on, it gets rid of the darkness. And this is what I want so badly for you. And this is what we're going to do today. I'm going to provide you with wonderful first aid that's going to help you move through some of these uncomfortable emotions that come from loving someone with an addiction. Also, they're going to be practical strategies that help so that it, these 
these wounds don't become deep, right? Deep wounds. So we can process them. So we can make sure that these emotions don't become deep seated wounds. Also, I want to offer you hope and this sense of that we don't have to feel broken, that we can actually mend all those cracks and insert it with gold and really bring you back. And I want you to also tap into your courage to focus on you and to advocate for yourself. We're also going to talk all about the comfort antidote and how you can find and create comfort for yourself. So this is going to be a wonderful workshop. Remember, we all sustain wounds. We literally, you know, for a cut, we put a bandaid on. For a sprained ankle, we ice it. So today we're going to talk about these emotional wounds or this these emotional injuries that are happening when you love someone with an addiction. It's devastating, hard. And so what we want to do is we want to really honor these times that feel unbearable, not to mention the massive amount of stress that can come with loving someone with an addiction, but also those emotions of anger, worry, resentment, feelings of rejection. I felt so rejected and just this feelings of guilt or shame that also come around it. All of those need our attention, all those hurts need our attention. And they're, they're giving us a warning sign like, hello, I need attention. So here we are. We're going to jump into this webinar. I'm so excited for you to be here. And of course, there are going to be associated a recording of it, but then also associated PDF for you to print up and to read at your own pace. And there's some exercises in there for you too. So without further ado, let's jump right in. So at first, I would love to know if you've heard of those three C's of addiction. I'm sure you have, but just in case you haven't, it is you didn't cause it, you can't control it, and you can't cure it. Now, these are the three C's of addiction that help you support someone who is working towards recovery. This is basically a wonderful mantra that we can say that really does support us. You didn't cause it, you can't control it, you can't cure it. So then what that does is kind of makes you realize, okay, well, good, I didn't cause it. And great, I, you know, I guess I can't control it. So why am I bothered trying? And then you can't cure it anyway. So what's great about the model is it does help you to see to remove yourself a little bit from the addict, to remove yourself from the person in your life who is in recovery. Now, as a positive psychologist, I'm not a big fan of what we can't do and what we don't have control over. I love focusing on, and in the world of positive psychology, it's like, well, what can we do? What are our opportunities here? What, how can we take back our power? How can we reclaim our life? And so that's why I created the SYKM four C's. So I one up to the model with another one. So the four C's, and I love this because what it is, is the SYKM four C model of loving someone with an addiction will help you support yourself. It will help you support yourself while you're loving someone who's dealing with addiction. It separates you from the addiction. And then the four C's are going to help you take back your power, help you energize your life and help you find the courage to focus on you and your well-deserved well-being. It is so empowering. So that is what your first aid, your emotional first aid toolkit is basically the four C's, the four S-Y-K-M C's. So are you ready for them? So the first one is self-compassion. 
So the C is compassion, but notice it's not compassion for your addict. It's not compassion for other people in your life. It's self-compassion. So self-compassion is one of your tools in your toolkit for emotional first aid. The next one is self-care. Notice that it's not just care, it's self-care. It's all about your self-care. Now that's beyond what you think, just, you know, it's not just, you know, self-indulgences and being selfish. There's so much more to it. And we're going to talk about it. The third C is courage, recognizing that you are courageous and that you have strength and you are able to bounce back. You have resilience. And so we're going to talk about courage. And the fourth bonus C is community. The importance of community and reaching out to tribe, reaching out to support, reaching out to groups like ours, uh, the SYKM community. And those are your four wonderful first aid, your emotional first aid toolkit. So the four C's, the new four C's, I call it. So we are going to jump into each one of them. I just wanted to introduce the four C's of loving someone with an addiction. And, and basically it's all about you taking back your power, focusing on you, advocating for yourself. And you know what? It doesn't matter whether you're with the, the addict in your life or not. It is all about how you can restore your happiness, take back your power and tap into your resilience. So let's talk about self-compassion. So self-compassion is this wonderful thing that we can do as one of the elements and one of the C's in our model. And so self-compassion, and of course, because in the goodness of this webinar, we're going to go right into the heart of it, but know that there's so many tools and strategies to help build your self-compassion. So for today, we're going to talk about this idea of self-compassion. And what it is, is it's basically a warm understanding towards yourself when you are suffering, when you are feeling like you failed, when you feel inadequate, when you feel, you know, pain. It's about offering warmth and understanding. Now I have to say, let's do a little play. Let, let's play. And so if you think about someone, say someone you love was telling you about a situation that they're in, they love someone with an addiction, they're struggling, they're going through so much challenge. They stayed up all night waiting for someone to come home. They went in the car and couldn't find them. And they disappeared for days and then came back and, you know, all kinds of things I could go on and on. And this is what your friend is dealing with. She's exhausted. She's depleted. She's hurt. She feels betrayed. She feels anger. How do you support her? What do you do? And what do you say to her? It's amazing how when you look at that from that perspective, I'm sure you offer her, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine Maybe you give her a big hug. Maybe you, you know, rub her back down her arms. Maybe you express empathy and like understanding. It's like, oh my gosh, like that must be hard. Honoring her feelings. And just that exercise alone, it's so much easier to have compassion for someone else than it is to turn inward on ourselves. And so this is one of the really, really important tools that we can use in order to have emotional first aid. This tool alone is how we can meet anger, how we can meet upset, how we can meet shame, how we can meet all these emotions that are really challenging. So I do challenge you to think about how 
you feel in a challenging situation, maybe you journal it out and then talk back to that journal as if you're the other person, the friend, the loving friend, the loving mother, whatever you want to be and talk back to it and then read it like you are being provided that source of support. Self-compassion, it just entails that warm regard, that understanding towards ourselves when we're suffering, when we're challenged, when we feel a sense of failure, instead of ignoring the pain, instead of, you know, pretending that it's not happening or even worse, being critical of ourselves. I know so many times I said to myself, how could you be so stupid? Or how did I not see that? Or I remember thinking all these thoughts, like how is, you know, how did I, how did I tolerate this for so long? How did I put up with that? It's like, what? If I were a fly on the wall watching it, you'd never be with this person. So you can see how that self-judgment is really, really harsh and kind of mean. And we don't need that right now. We need emotional support. We need emotional first aid and self-compassion. Being kind to ourselves is that number one tool. It's one of the tools that can really help us. So moving away from self-judgment to self-kindness with compassion, with nurturance. And so now I'm not saying like, just pretend like, you know, bad things. Oftentimes we think that, you know, it's okay. It's going to be okay. There's nothing wrong. It's like, that's toxic positivity. That's not what this is about. This is about remembering that there are going to be challenging times and we are going to have some strong emotions and it's honoring those emotions and hearing them and seeing them and being aware of them and mindful to the fact that they're there. It's almost like, you know, when you take garbage and you sweep it underneath the rug, it's, uh, you know, eventually it's going to build up. You'll get a bulge in your rug or, you know, if you keep sweeping things under the carpet or away and pushing down emotion, it's going to eventually smell. <laughs> it's going to eventually make a bulge. It's not going to feel good. It's not going to smell good. Um, my daughter left a smoothie in the car and it was like two days later, I saw that I was like, what smells in my car? It's like, it was her smoothie in the back seat in like in her cup. And so it's, if we don't address it, it will begin to smell. So we don't want to just stuff down these emotions. We want to honor them with self-compassion. We want to recognize that they're there. And without judgment, without necessarily moving quick into solution, be with it. See them. Stop beating yourself up around it. And, and there's an expression like sit in the wet diaper for a little bit. It's like, okay, yeah, this feels pretty crummy. But honoring the emotions like, okay, well, what is this emotion telling me? What message is it giving me? And instead of sweeping things under the carpet or, you know, it, it eventually is going to smell. So what are you needing? What are you feeling? What are you wanting? How are you going to feel soothed, right? Science has shown that when we practice self-compassion, it actually lowers anxiety. It actually decreases stress. It decreases the stress response and it actually decreases increases our chance of having being depressed and it also boosts our resilience. So science has confirmed this. So in the world of positive psychology, self-compassion is this wonderful tool that we can use to bounce back better, to become more resilient. And so how can you say this to yourself? How can you practice self-compassion? I see you. 
I acknowledge the pain. I, I'm going to comfort you. I, you are safe. You are not alone. It's like recognizing it makes sense that I feel this way. It's like, it's okay not to be okay. So there's no shame in this, right? So think about how you would want to talk to yourself. I invite you to to pretend you're talking to that loving friend who's going through what you're going through, ironically, and, and talk to them, see how you offer compassion. That third person is a wonderful strategy and a wonderful tool. So I encourage you to try that exercise and recognize the power of the first C, which is self-compassion. So let's come into the next C, which is self-care. Now, make sure that we're not talking about self-care being synonymous with self-indulgence or being selfish. That's not what this is about. And it's beyond just bubble baths and doing our nails. So self-care, we're going to talk all about this idea of the comfort antidote and closing the stress loop and recognizing our vitality, our energy, our sleep, nutrition and breath and movement. And the we have to focus on this. Like this is one of our first aid, emotional first aid is recognizing self-care. And so self-care is all about basically recognizing that stress is very common when you love someone with an addiction, right? It is chronic activation of the stress response. Even if you're not in it and then you th you're thinking about it, it brings back all kinds of triggers and memories. And then we tend to be at home and maybe we ruminate or we worry. So there's so much stress that comes along with loving someone with an addiction, not to mention all the emotions that come along with it, right? And so what we want to do is recognize that that stress, those emotions, they need to go somewhere. And we are, and the other element of this is that we're responsible for taking care of ourselves. Nobody else around us is going to do it. Our addicted loved one sure is not going to do it. And I know you've heard that expression. You can't pour from an empty cup. You cannot support those people around you if you don't take good care of yourself. That expression, put your own oxygen mask on first is, right? Because how are you going to save other people if you don't have oxygen? So self-care is that emotional first aid piece of the puzzle that is going to help build you back up, make you more resilient, make you stronger. And so this comfort antidote, and I love talking about the comfort antidote, is and it's personal for everyone, and we can get better and better at it, is really investigating what brings you comfort? What makes you feel good? What makes you feel safe? What pleases you? This is what's going to help you in situations that feel almost unbearable. Tapping in, start a list while you know you're in a good place, or even do the exercise where you're thinking about what is my comfort antidote, right? Everyone's will be different, right? What it is, is it's a basic way that we can downregulate our nervous system. Now, what does that mean? It's basically our nervous system. If it's in chronic activation of the stress response, it is you know, in the fight or flight or freeze mode. And when we freeze, we feel helpless, right? If we're in the fight mode, we're like, you know, in that anger. If we're constantly activating the stress response, we need to do things to counteract that, right? Or else we're going to burn out. We're going to completely exhaust. We're going to feel very hopeless. 
So the idea here is to recognize the comfort antidote. It's like, what can you do to calm your nervous system, to downregulate, to support you so that you can get back into the logical portion of your brain so you can feel safe, so you can soothe yourself. So but that means different things to every people, everyone, every individual has their own comfort antidote. So for me, I know doing yoga, connecting to my breath, pulling an angel card, um, I, taking a bath is very soothing for me, but also burning incense, um, getting out into nature. Science has shown that when we get out into nature, it's like they call it the green hospital. It's like so soothing and calming for the nervous system. It helps to downregulate and counteract the effects of stress. Um, it could be talking to a really calm best friend. It could be um, singing soft songs. It could be talking in a soft voice. It could be sitting beside a fire and reading your favorite book. It could be listening to a podcast. It could be putting quotes on your mirror. It could be, there's so many things that could bring you comfort. So think about what that is for you. And it's very personal. And so just investigating what brings you comfort and who brings you comfort and then making sure that you do those things often. Downregulate the nervous system, right? Deep breaths can help. Um, again, going for a nice walk and then just taking your mind out of the thinking, thinking, thinking mode and bring it into the present moment. Mindfulness is a beautiful tool of comfort. Journaling, I love journaling. That's a wonderful one where you, I, I apply the sandwich technique. So it's like the bun, the middle, and then another bun. And so the sandwich technique is you start with feeling good and asking for support. And you kind of just dump out all the, the muck, dump out the emotions, get it all out. And then you finish with, okay, and how, how can, you know, how can I help myself or what's the next step or what's the next right step for me? Or, you know, so it's kind of like that sandwich thing, but getting that out can be comforting journaling, praying can be comfort, part of your comfort antidote. And you don't have to be religious, right? To pray. You could go pray to your tree or talk to your tree and say, you know, I'm needing some help here. Like, thank you for listening to me and just get it all out. We need to move those emotions. We need to close the stress loop. Now, this next part is going to seem a little crazy <laughs> to you, perhaps, or perhaps not. Um, we need to sometimes have a temper tantrum. When our, when we were young, picture a kid having a temper tantrum when they, you know, they're, they're mad, they're frustrated, they stop their feet, they kind of punch the air, they get frustrated, maybe they, they swing a pillow and they hit it. And now I, it's such a wonderful strategy to help move emotion through the body. So energy, emotion, putting it into motion. We can't keep it bottled up inside or put it under the carpet. So the idea here is that we want to move these emotions. We want to, you know, get them out of our body instead of, instead of suppressing them. So I encourage you to have a bit of a temper tantrum in the safety of your own environment or, you know, stomp your feet or put some music on and just punch it out or like just get it off your body, shake your hands and, you know, and move it through your body. It could be going for a run. So 
Um, there's this one book that I highlighted and it's all about closing the stress loop, right? And it's all about basically burnout and then how to close the stress loop. When we are in the stress response, chronically activated, our brains are wired to do one thing to keep us safe, to keep us safe. And you want to know what that is? It's to run, our bodies are meant to run away, fight, flight, flee. So every time that you have these stressful situations or these powerful emotions, we have this cue to run. It's like, go. So it's like getting that frustration out, getting the anger out, getting the sadness out even. It is so important. So have that temper tantrum, have that rage rave, journal that stuff out, move your body, close the stress loop so that you can take care of your health. That is one of your emotional first aid tools. Now get it out. Now, if you're not a runner, I know I'm not I usually, I, if I like went back when I was in the muck, I started running just 10 minutes. So just 10 minutes to get that anger out and frustration and sadness. And, and it felt so good after, and I would only run for 10 minutes because I'm not a runner, but you can power walk. You can punch while you're power walking. You can dance. You can put on that music. Maybe it's just reggae. Maybe it's a harsh song that you're just getting the frustration out. We got to get it out. We need to release it from our body. So part of self-care is figuring out first what brings you comfort, but then also this comfort antidote, right? Is like recognizing, well, what does, what, what's going to soothe me? What's going to downregulate my nervous system? Maybe I got to go out and have some fun with a friend and just step away from all this for a little bit, right? That's a form of self-care. Now, another form of self-care is this whole idea of vitality. So how are you sleeping? I bet I remember when I was in the muck of it and I was not sleeping at night because I'd be worried where he is or why he in the garage all night and getting up and up and up and up. And I went to Florida with my children. And I remember that was the first night that I slept through the whole entire night. I woke up, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what getting a full night sleeps like. So it, I know it can be hard, but sleep is so important. Take naps if you need to unapologetically 20 minute replenishers are so powerful um, be cognizant of your sleep hygiene encourage good nutrition like making good choices for you is part of self-care you're caring for this body temple you're nourishing yourself so you're stronger and so you have this support right movement is really key to as we just talked about but also breath work connecting back to your breath taking ah deep breaths. I know, I don't know about you, but I tend to hold my breath, shallow breathe. So taking complete rhythmic breaths and guided meditations are so powerful too in a form of self-care. So that's it. So self-care is one of those first aid, emotional first aid tools, uh, one of the C's that can really support you. So let's move on to the next C. So these are the four C's, the SYKM four C's of loving someone with an addiction so that we can take back our power. It's your emotional first aid kit. So courage is one of the C's. Now, I want to recognize how courageous you already are. If you are in a relationship or it's your children or wherever you are when you love someone with an addiction, I know firsthand how courageous we need to be, how strong we need to be at times. And so I just want to invite you to already recognize that you already are strong. 
So we're going to talk all about the strength switch, focusing that spotlight on our strength. We're also going to talk about resilience and the power of resilience and our ability to bounce back. And that is, this is part of the courage, right? We have a bounce back factor. I always say, you know, those little bouncy balls that you, when you throw it to the ground, it's like those rubber balls, you throw it down, like bounces up even higher than it was before. That's what we are like. We have the ability to bounce back and science confirms that when we do go through adversity, when we do go through trauma crisis, it is, we are able to bounce back. We are able to be resilient and resiliency is a tool that we can build, that we can get better at. It's like a muscle. We can get stronger as we practice resilience and the whole entire SYKM membership and my resilience course is all about building up your resilience and tapping into our ability to be resilient. So if you think about a bone, so if you broke a bone, right? Our bodies have the amazing ability to not only heal the bone that's been broken, but our body puts extra cushion, extra calcium in that spot to make it stronger. We're the same way. When we feel broken or when we feel lost or just depleted or like at our wit's end, our bodies, our brains, our minds, everything have the ability to bounce back and bounce back even better, believe it or not. Now, I know right now you might not be feeling that strength. You might not be feeling so strong because I've been there. I know. And, you know, but I have to promise you that if you utilize your resources, if you tap into your resilience, if you tap into even these four C's of emotional first aid, you're going to help build yourself back up, right? So we're tapping into your resilience. So again, it's the ability to bounce back from adversity it's like that ball, we are able to bounce back and just believe in the fact that yes, when you feel knocked down, you know that song, when I get knocked down, I get back up again. And that's that's literally what we are doing. And so you have strength. So let's play a game. Think back to a time where it was quite challenging for you, but you're actually proud with how you handle the situation and the outcome. So think of that time that felt very hard, very challenging. It was a huge struggle, but you're actually really proud with how you handled it. Now tell me, like, what did you do? What are you proud of? I bet you there's a lot of strengths hidden in there. I encourage you to journal how you handle the challenging situation in the past. And if you can't think of it, share your story with someone else and then ask them, like, how do you, what strengths do you see in there? And this is what we call strength spotting in positive psychology. It's like looking and noticing the strength that you have and tapping into your strength as you have it already and noticing that you, how can you apply that, that those same strengths to the challenge you're going through now? This is an, a huge emotional first aid toolkit strategy. Oh my God, I had to say that fast five times. I had to say it fast, slow. <laughs> 
So courage is one of the C's and this is all about tapping into your strengths. Psychologists basically define resilience as adapting well in the face of adversity. So it's not pretending it's not happening, but it's struggling well. And you know, I love that term. Let's struggle well. And that takes courage. It takes courage to focus on your resiliency, on building your resiliency. When we've been through adversity, trauma, tragedy, threats, and all kinds of things, right? And all this source of stress, we have the ability to bounce back. So tapping into, put it, put basically your power, find your power again, because you have it and you have used it in the past and you have the ability to advocate for yourself. So you may not be feeling strong right now. You may not be feeling so courageous, but I'm here to tell you that what you're going through is hard. It is probably one of the hardest things you'll go through when you love someone with an addiction. And I'm here to tell you, keep going. Utilize your resources. Reach out to community, which is the next C, which we're about to get to. Reach out to community. Tap back into your strengths. Know that you're resilient. Know that you're about, you will bounce back. And know that it just takes little steps here and there. So find that courage to focus on you so you can put your life back together. No one is going to do it for you. We have to advocate for ourselves. We have to tap in, have the courage to tap into your needs, to take care of you because our whole world can get sucked into the vortex of addiction. I know I've been there. It's happened to me. So we need to have courage to step away, to recognize, you know what? I, I can't do this anymore, right? It's like the, the black spray paint on my garage. It's like, it's like that blackness of addiction. I need to work on shining my bright light and hopefully maybe it'll get rid of that blackness in some way, but it is the only thing that the best thing we can do is to tap in again to our courage, to advocate for ourselves, to tap into your needs, to build on your strength, to keep building up your strength and your resilience as well. And finally, let's talk about the fourth C, the new SYKM Cs, the four Cs of loving someone with an addiction, help us take back our power is community. Now, you need to know that you are not alone in this. I usually do this exercise in the, um, the workshops that I do in the webinars of hold your hand up if you've been lied to. You know, hold your hand up if you've been abused. Hold your hand up if you love someone with an addiction. Like it's unbelievable how many hands come up. We have to know, you have to know that you are not alone. And there is so much commonality here and that what you're going through, so many people are going through. They're struggling with loving someone with an addiction. So do not feel isolated in this. You need to know that there are so many groups of support out there, including SYKM, of course, our private Facebook group, but there are so many supportive people your tribe, your friends, if you don't feel comfortable talking to friends or family, uh, you, it, which is okay, right? It's, it's nice to talk to people who've been through what you're going through because they can understand, maybe have some more compassion around it and empathy, but reach out to family members, support groups, coaches, therapists, doctors, whatever you need, because you don't need to feel alone in this. You don't need to do this alone. 
You can't do this alone. This is so hard. When you love someone with an addiction, it is very challenging. So I always suggest to join community, come together with people so that you feel, and it's amazing when you join a group, it's like, and you, you, uh, you're being of service to other people. That's one of the elements of struggling well is to be of service and you'll get in there. You'll write comments. You're like, Oh, I can relate to that. It's like, Oh yeah, that happened to me the other day. Or like, it's amazing how, when you speak with people who understand what you're going through, it makes you think, Oh my God. Yes. It gives you permission to be human. I am giving you permission to be human. This is hard. There are other people that are going through very much a similar thing. You're not alone. You don't have to do this alone. Find community. That is one of your C's. That is part of your emotional first aid kit. So, and I told you, I did that hand thing. And it's amazing how before you know it, everyone has their hand up. It's like, there's so many people that are going through so much similar to you, sadly. And I always say, I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, but there's a reason why, you know, my podcast has grown so fast. There's a reason why our, our support group has grown so fast. It There are so many people that are going through the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. And think about it. I think the statistic is something like three to one, like three. So for every one addict, there's more than three people that are affected by their addiction. So that's, that's profound. So I, I really hope that you have the courage to fo- reach out to community, feel the common humanity and what you're going through in, and, and, exercise that self-compassion around it. Like it makes sense that, you know, this is hard. It makes sense that what you're going through is challenging. And when you have community and people that understand, it gives you permission to be human, to be not okay sometimes. And uh, so I really do encourage you to reach out so that you know you're not alone. So there you have it. Those are the SYKM four C's of your emotional first aid toolkit. I hope that it offers you so much support. And I'm curious, which of the four C's uh, of loving someone with an addiction stands out for you? Is it self-compassion? Is it self-care? Is it courage? Is it community? I mean, is it all of them? Yeah. So there are so many things that we can draw on and really help us when we are in the muck of loving someone with an addiction or trying to heal from it. So that is your emotional first aid toolkit. I hope you got a lot out of it. And I hope you love the addition of the SYKM four C's. So not focusing on what we can't do, but focusing what can we do? How can we take back our power? How can we offer self-care? How can we be compassionate with ourselves and kind and talk in a loving, nurturing way? How can we reach out to, for, you know, to tap into our strengths, our courage and recognizing that we have resilience and that we can bounce back and we can struggle well. And there's a lot of things we can do. And then finally, this idea of community like reaching out to like-minded people or to people who've gone through this and, and done, and they're thriving now or examples of 
strength, right? And resilience will help us when you reach out to community. Also, to know you're not going absolutely crazy. Community will help you see the realities of the situation, right? And it's really nice to feel that connection. So that is it for the webinar. I hope you got a lot out of it. When you get knocked down, we get back up again. And I'm not playing songs, but usually we play that song here and it feels so good and just empowering. That is what the whole SYKM community platform course membership is all about. So if you want additional support, I encourage you to join our community in some capacity. So whether that be listening to our podcast, coming to one of our meetups, which are also called well-being huddles and or become a member, join our membership. You can also join our private Facebook group. We really want to help you let the sun shine brighter in your life, right? This is me reaching in. I'm, I'm going to be pulling you out of the I'm going to help you up out of the quicksand. I'm going to catch you off that roller coaster and off the marigold round to help you gain your footing, right? I'm here for you. And I created such a wonderful platform and I hope you do take advantage of it. So I also would love to tell you all about becoming a member. When you become a member, you have so many advantages and resources that build on what we talked about in this webinar. There's the SYKM community, which is basically we have group well-being huddles. We have 24-7 private support group. We also have group coaching, which is so fun and meetups. And that's our community. We have such a great community. Then we also have the Live Life Happy Cafe, which sounds fun. This is all about taking back your power. This is all our mini courses, our pre-recorded webinars, our book clubs and book summaries of all these amazing books that help lift you up so you can get your power back. So you can get back to you. And then they also have, we have SYKM Wellness there. We've got yoga class classes, meditation classes. We also have workshops and webinars on a regular basis coming in every month. So when you're a member, you gain access, free access to all the workshops, webinars, yoga classes, book clubs, summaries, coaching calls, and this community of sisterhood. I say sisterhood because so far we have all women, but we also are welcoming men. And uh, so, yeah, so feel free to join the member, become a member because you're going to get all of that. Now for limited time only, I'm also including my entire SYKM signature course. This is an eight module course. It's full of video lessons and printables with activities and exercises and suggested readings. And this whole eight module program is designed for you to take at your own pace. It's self-study, but it's so beneficial. It is pulled from positive psychology and all my resilience training. And I sandwiched it all together in an eight module course. And it is so powerful. It is so powerful to help get you back. So you feel in control of your life. So you're in control of your own level of happiness. You'll feel energized and you'll gain that confidence back. You'll gain that feeling of worthiness and that you've get, you're getting your life back. So I really, really do encourage you to become a member on the membership side. So if you go to the website, savingyouskillingme.com, click on member or become a member. And there's so many member advantages, hundreds and hundreds of resources, book summaries, yoga classes every week, webinars. I'm so excited because there's a lot of fun things coming 
coming our way as well. So there you go. So I would love to have you on the other side, but you know what, if this doesn't resonate with you, then of course, join our private Facebook group, maybe come to a free meetup and uh, enjoy every, all the resources we have there. So thank you everybody. I hope to see you soon. And I thank you so much for being brave and showing up for this webinar. And I hope it helps you with so many emotional first aid toolkit, just starting to build that up. Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com, where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.